All right, folks, thank you for joining me. It is 12-3-2022. Excited to bring you guys this update. We're going to be asking the question, are Elon and XRP white hat operations? Going to be taking a close look here. Uh, quick update. We're going to take a very close look here at what Elon's up to, what's going on with XRP, how they are interlinked together with uh, basically replacing the old world system, playing their part, playing their roles on this world stage. Full update coming at you guys, but it is going to be another quick one. Coin market cap gives us 16.9 for our Bitcoin, 12.59. That's 12,000, uh, $1,259 for our Ethereum. And our XRP is going to be at 39 cents at the time of this recording. Thank you everyone for joining me tonight. Make sure you guys smash that thumbs up for me, okay? Let's get right on into it. Lynn Alden, a pretty typical meal for two at Chipotle is coming in at $50 now. Hashtag inflation. Yeah, it's truly incredible to see the prices of everything. And this is why, I mean, I've tried to cut out fast food here lately. But here tonight, I went to my local Mexican restaurant. And for 50 bucks, at least I got two like good-sized meals and a strawberry margarita on top of it. You know, for 50 bucks, and you get the service. You get to sit down and enjoy your meal. That's what I'm talking about. So actually, I've been trying to support the local restaurants through the last two years. I know things have been really tough for them. So I've been trying to do that, but then I've been trying to cut out the fast food, you know, uh, because yeah, fast food meals, like for, for a guy like myself that, you know, has to, has to eat a little bit here, you know, I'm spending 15, 20 bucks at McDonald's and it's like, what's going on here? Um, and, and obviously we know how terrible that is for us. Uh, and so I've been trying to support the local restaurants did so tonight. And I did, as I just mentioned, have a little strawberry margarita as well included with the meal. Thank you very much. You know, and, uh, I just want to say thank you for everyone. We're going to have a fun session here tonight. Thank you so much for joining me. 150 in the chat. We had a few hundred in TikTok. It was getting lit. But uh, let's keep it rolling, folks. Tonight, um, we got to talk about this. Wall Street Silver. This is true. My seven-year-old son is always asking for Robux gift cards for that game. So I guess this is the uh, Fortnite Robux. Although he also wants cash and a Bugatti, he is a high-maintenance kid. Now, the reason why I'm bringing this up here is, is this is an article. Kids don't want cash anymore. They want Robux. And for those of you with kids, you guys probably understand this. They want that Fortnite virtual currency. Uh, they want video games. But the point, the reason why I'm sharing this with you guys tonight is to show you guys how easily it is going to be to roll out the central bank digital currencies for the younger generation. So we keep on having these debates about CBDCs and how far digital they're going to go. These kids are ready to go full digital with it. They're growing up. Uh, with a better understanding of the iPads and the technology at, at two years old than, than most elderly folks, you know, most people, right? They, they're able to pick this up so quickly and they've been born and raised in this technology. And it's quite scary to see actually how far the youth, especially my generation, has been brainwashed. I, I mean, not only indoctrinated and so used to being plugged into the matrix system, but going along with it without even thinking, without even being conscious of the decisions that they're making and this is part of the reason why I say that they're going to be able to roll out all these technologies, uh, CBDCs being included in that. Okay. Now, we do have major, major update on the war front. Russia preparing for massive offensive, including 500,000 troops and up to 1,000 tanks. This is a unconfirmed reports coming out of Russia. Okay. Yeah, the Tether mess might kick off the launch, folks. We're going to get into it. I got an article on Tether for you here tonight, actually. But 
As we mentioned in the title, Elon the Musk, is he a white hat, part of the white hat operation? Definitely taking the stage here. Elon says, pretty wild that you can engage in back and forth dialogue with over 100,000 people live on Twitter spaces. Now, I want to give a shout out once again to Kim.com for engaging and having a real discussion, not only asking Sam Bankman Freed the right questions, but, but tonight they, those guys were actually able to get Elon the Musk to join them on the platform as well. And it is truly incredible. And it is great to see the platform here being used in the proper way. This is what Twitter was really for. This is what the internet was really for. Having the adult conversation, actually addressing the serious issues in the room and coming up with solutions, holding people accountable, right? Elon the Musk stepping up, playing his role most definitely. Now, he, we also have him calling out Sam Bankman-Fried, the other puppet here. Check this one out. Sam Bankman-Fried donating $40 million to not go to jail for stealing $10 billion is one of the highest ROI trades of all time. This is from Will Manitas. Elon the Musk chimes in. That's just the publicly disclosed number. His actual support of Dem elections is probably over $1 billion. The money went somewhere, so where did it go? So like I said, the real questions being asked by Elon. Obviously, we just had the Twitter file dump yesterday as well. Broke, uh, basically, you know, Twitter actually is still running. I heard that Twitter spaces went down briefly uh, today, you know, during this huge massive Twitter spaces that Elon Musk joined with over 100,000 people live in that session. This is what Twitter was about. These are the questions that we need to be asking, and we need to hold these guys accountable. Sam Bankman-Fried, the most recent puppet to to uh, fall on his face here in front of the world to see, but we understand the crucial role that Sam Bankman-Fried and the FTX money laundering scheme played, and then the collapse of his exchange and the ability for Maxine Waters, for the Elizabeth Warrens, for all of these people to come in with a plan, central bank digital currencies and the destruction of, uh, and basically reigning in control over this digital asset space. Stablecoin is going to be a big part of it. And I believe the on-ramps and the off-ramps are also going to be another choke point of the powers that be. So we'll have to watch that one closely. Now, huge shout out to Jeremy Hogan for calling out Maxine Waters. Here we go. She tags Sam Bankman-Fried. We appreciate that you've been candid in your discussions about what happened to FTX. Your willingness to talk to the public will help will help uh, will help the company's customers, investors, and others. To that end, we would welcome your participation in our hearing on the 13th. Jeremy Hogan chimes in. Our, our attorney, uh, Jeremy Hogan from Legal Briefs. You, as the chairwoman or the committee itself, can just subpoena him to testify. No need to ask nicely on Twitter. It's House Rule 6 uh, or House Rule 11, Clause 2M. But I'm sure you already knew that. Huge shout out to Jeremy Hogan. And he's uh, we're waiting for his legal brief right here. He says, are you a touch sad also? Ripple's final brief. I'm going to miss legal writing this good. So we are still waiting for Jeremy Hogan to give us the official legal brief. Uh, I am waiting to listen to what Jeremy Hogan has to say is the main points and takeaways that he gets from it. I'm reading through that thing. Uh, pretty simple, actually, to read through it, but all the different case laws that they're recognizing and, and some of the terminology is tough for someone who's not a legal mind and legal understanding. So waiting for Jeremy Hogan, but huge shout out, one of the good guys here in this fight and calling out Maxine Waters. And we got to call out everyone, left, right, up, down, whatever they believe in, it doesn't matter. We have to hold people accountable. This is America. We're supposed to have free speech and these people were elected to represent us. 
Okay, we're, we're, we're their boss. Okay, and, and they need to actually show up. See, this is the problem, is they won't even show up for the discussion like Elon the Musk just did. Huge shout out to Elon for showing up to the Twitter space and joining the conversation for all to see, for all truth to be revealed. God bless him. God bless him. I, I, I hope Elon the Musk is a good guy and going to see this thing through. Now, we got to talk about Tether because this is the major final domino to drop in this cryptocurrency space. We're watching this situation closely. And a huge shout out here to Deso, God of Vision, now patent pending. Uh, this is Deso Games on Twitter. His Tether watch, folks. Uh, grab your adult beverage before we read this one because he's going deep on this thread. <clears throat> Thank you for joining me tonight, folks. So he says, print, jump up of about 80 million, but treasury wallets display an interesting pattern. So a small thread. First off, I think this is pretty much decisively proves there's a conspiracy going on. Justin Sun, that would be Tron, CZ, Binance, and Tether are colluding in the biggest Ponzi in history. Whenever Tether's above, uh, above peg, they print USDT and give it to Binance to wash trade it into the market and do whatever the F they want with it. Below peg, Bitfinex swaps legitimate Ether Tether for bogus Tron Tether to wash trade, uh, wash trade the peg up. Above the peg, the situation reverses. Again, I don't know why they need the 1.0002 to print instead of one exactly, but it is what it is. However, that limit seems to now been moved to 1.0001 on the Tron chain. The first out to Binance happened around this time. Since the prints have, haven't stopped, I think they're throwing the kitchen sink at the wall now. Excuse me. I'm on to them and it's all out in the open, so they must be desperate. Not even using go-between wallets, the change in pattern from below peg to above peg is irrefutable. It's on chain. <clears throat> Finally, those last three entries on the Treasury on Ethereum are kinda weird, but also show further evidence of collusion. Let's look at the wallet that can draw 800,000 directly from the Treasury while everybody else is pulling multi-millions, shall we? Don't worry, it's tiny. Uh, he says, isn't that weird? That's a wallet made by Bittrex and having incoming uh, from Binance, Huobi, and even the Treasury itself all send that proceeds to the same address. Can't be an exchange wallet either. Too little activity. Let's look at the receiver address. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, to be continued, the last thing I want to highlight is the difference in size between the Tron Treasury wallet and the Ethereum Treasury. You guys get the point. This is the beautiful thing. Huge shout out to the Twitter sleuths. This guy, in the case of Dezo God of Vision, is his Twitter handle. <clears throat> Huge shout out to him and all of the Twitter sleuths, the uh, blockchain analysis that is happening and unfolding here. And we're being able to see all of this tether manipulation. Justin Sun from Tron, CZ from Binance, Sam Bankman Freed from FTX, chosen exchange by the cabal, FTX, and obviously Binance and others, all part of this scheme. The cryptocurrency Ponzi scheme where most of the trading was taking place on Binance, on FTX, these major exchanges. Justin Suntron, huge part, and Tether being the key stablecoin. So once uh, Tether fails, that's going to be the final blow for the rest of the Congress and all of the actors there to step in and finally be able to pass that stablecoin legislation. Now, they already have enough, but I believe that this is the dramatic theater that has to play out in front of the world, right? 
This is that dramatic theater, just like the Ripple versus SEC case. Let's give a huge shout out to Wrath of Kahneman. And what we're here is we're looking at that reply brief from Ripple, where Ripple says that if the SEC claims, quote unquote, common enterprise, that means participation in the entire XRP market, then it would need to show that Ripple manages, controls, and operates the entire market. I'm no lawyer, but this sounds difficult. Let's take a look here. What we have, if the SEC wants to take the unsupportable position, sorry, if the SEC wants to take the unsupportable position after reply briefs have been filed that the supposed common enterprise here is the entire XRP market, then it would have to show under Howey that defendants managed, controlled, and operated the entire market. It cannot, and that theory would also fail for the other reasons described above and in the defendant's motion. So what we're seeing right here, just going through this brief initial take, is that uh, it's a very tough case that the SEC is making to get them on every single one, uh, all four prongs of the Howey test. And you go through this, the reply brief, it is great. It's a great legal writing, but that's why I'm going to be waiting for Jeremy Hogan to break this one down for us, and then we'll, we'll, we'll take the update from there. But nonetheless, it only confirms that Ripple has won this case. Uh, At best, the SEC will be able to get a slap on the wrist fine on on Ripple for early sales of XRP. But today's XRP moves without uh, without Ripple. That's very, very clear. The XLS20 NFT update was a great way to prove that. Now, another thing here that we got to talk about, this one here from uh, Neatsbucks, okay? He says, the Ripple case comes down to lawyering. It's not if XRP is a security, it's if the SEC made a good enough argument that it is, as the burden of proof is on them. Ripple's brief shows that not only were all Howie requirements not met, you need all, most were not. And Stefan Huber, Ripple has never sold more XRP than in the two years it has declared, uh, been declared illegal by the SEC. Though the SEC did not even try to stop Ripple with an injunction, the SEC always knew it was going to lose. And yes, we see that Ripple has not stopped. Their business continues on. The public partnerships announced with American institutions and banks have been held back. They're held under NDA. They have not yet been released. Now, there was early partnerships that we saw with Bank of America and others where they were piloting RippleNet. They were doing little partnerships, proof of concept tests behind the scenes. But the big announcements, the use of XRP for on-demand liquidity and other utilities has not occurred yet, obviously, because of this SEC lawsuit, but that has not stopped Ripple from selling XRP, and they've specifically been selling it to their on-demand liquidity partners, which is that utility that, once again, proves why today's XRP is not a security. Today's XRP gives you no share in in Ripple's profits, right? Ripple, obviously someone who is dedicated to the XRP ecosystem, spending over $100 million on this lawsuit, but the ledger itself, the blockchain code, continues on without Ripple, as proof by the most recent amendment, the most recent update, NFTs, more utility come to the XRP ledger. This is what we've been waiting for. Okay. Now, let's continue on. This right here, we're getting into the hidden hand powers that control uh, basically currencies, money, and, and have all the power here. This is Brad speaking at the Milken Institute. I want you guys to listen to this. And then the other guy, the other gentleman that he's on stage with, I don't know the name of this guy, but he he's the one who specifically calls it the hidden hand protects its self-interest, not the people. 
It survives by funding Yes Men. Let's break the chains. Hold XRP is what uh, Bo Run Wonka says. This is shared here by Bo Run Wonka. Huge shout out. But let's listen in here to Brad on stage at the Milken Institute talking about this situation here. Transactions and I measure cost both by speed of transaction, cost of transaction, and you know we can apply technologies to improve that. But it does require that partnership that Mayor Adams was just describing because these are regulated regulated industries and they should be. Uh, but that doesn't mean we have to be stuck in you know kind of put our head in the sand and create more rules. And again, barring from what Mayor Adams said, we, you know we we have to embrace. We can't be fearful of you know what that could look like because I think what it looks like on the other side is a more efficient economy for the people the government's actually representing. And, and there's a hidden there's a hidden hand in our government, the unelected uh, decision makers, because uh, as you as you dismantle uh, the current way of doing uh, title insurance and other things, uh, as you dismantle that, you're going to be dismantling those industries that are eating off of this. And so when you have powerful lobbyists, uh, you think they are saying let's protect Americans from this new technology. No, they're protecting the interests of others from this new technology that could help Americans. And we have to be aggressive enough to point out the difference between protecting our citizenry and protecting industries that are in the way of our citizenry. And if we don't, we're not willing to do that, uh, we are going to be left behind. No one is going to wait for America to catch up. Now, so this brings us into the conversation about is Elon and XRP, is all of this a white hat operation? Because you saw that early on, XRP and Ripple had Jed McCaleb at the table, Jed McCaleb being one of the early creators of the XRP ledger, right? Founder at Ripple, who then later went on to leave. Different interests, they didn't quite align, had a different path that he wanted to take. But we see that they're kind of moving in, in tandem with each other as far as they're, no, they're not really competition. Similar utility, which is liquidity, but they, they, they kind of each have their own space, right? But you look and you listen to Brad... David and team speak. Does it seem, I mean, to me, I just don't get this evil sense, uh, this evil agenda, this maintain the old system that doesn't include billions of people that basically takes advantage of the lower and the middle class. It doesn't sound to me like they want to continue that system, that way of, uh, you know, having an economy and having and growing out an internet of value. Right. So this is where some people have come up with the speculation that uh, XRP Ripple has been taken over by White Hats. And maybe initially it was meant to be that globalist one world coin or one of them. And we talk about XRP and XLM. I mean, golly, they work. They get it done. And whether it's good or evil, I know that it's going to be used. And I know that I'm going to receive uh, most likely uh, a little bit of life changing gains. Because I, I know what I hold, it's a decent sized bag, and it's not going to be a fifty cent fifty cent coin forever, right? But I mean, you you look, I mean, the power that is uh, potentially there for each one of these asset classes, uh, each one of these assets, XRP and XLM exclusively, you know, is very powerful, and you can see why they were put in this SEC lawsuit. There's so much at stake here. That hidden hand, as as this, this gentleman just mentioned, right? This trying to protect their interest, not the interest of the American people. And so that's where I come to the table here right now. And I say, Elon is saying things that I like to, to, to 
I, he's joining a conversation and participating in a conversation that I like to see. It's not about I have a specific outcome that I want to seek from that. I just want us to have all truth revealed. I want us to have the platform available to be able to use Twitter in such a way, be able to use TikTok and YouTube and all of these social media platforms in a way to connect with my fellow man and woman as we try to actually do something. Elon the Musk. I don't know, guys. White hat, black hat. You know, for me, these assets are a for sure deal. And that's what matters. These assets are a for sure deal. And the business that I can control, the business that I can take care of every single day, that's a for sure as well. The prepping and essentials that I can take care of for my family, that's a for sure. But I most definitely am going to be enjoying this show. And I most definitely am going to be uh, praying that we absolutely destroy and defeat this evil. And these people are sick. And it's not a joke. I wish I could speak on it completely unfiltered and uncensored. But you know what we're up against. Huge shout out to JJ. 10 spot super chat. And what did he just say? The deep state approves this channel. (laughs) And this is what Esoteric XRP had to say. I wanted to share this one. The captured XRP ODL system, the Davos version, will be repurposed and brought in after the financial collapse. Asset-backed, it will easily integrate with the BRICS new system. Okay, so we see what's happening with the BRICS nations, right? They're all moving to precious metals and a new way of doing cross-border payments. And they are trying out their CBDCs in combination with uh, new ways to pilot cross-border payments. Okay. They are all ditching the United States as a reserve currency. They are ditching our debt, dropping our treasury notes. And they are forcing other countries to come to the table and pay them in rubles, pay them in gold, pay them in the currency of their demand if there's a a deal to get done. But what he's getting at here is the, the theory, the XRP, and basically the powers that be, you know, originally created it uh to, to to maintain a lot of control for themselves right but we have certain entities maybe let, let's just call them for keeping it simple uh good guys good gals right and that is our hope that is our prayer and we start to see that there is a new system rollout here in the United States as well what we have here is Alex Mooney Today, I address the House on the Gold Standard Restoration Act. My bill would return the United States to the gold standard, protect against Washington's irresponsible spending habits in the creation of money out of thin air. What a concept. What an idea, right? Like he says right here, uh, Washington's irresponsible spending habits in the creation of money out of thin air, controlled by bureaucrats. Right down here, yeah. Prices would be shaped by economics rather than the instincts of bureaucrats. No longer would our economy be at the mercy of the Federal Reserve and reckless Washington spenders. So this is one congressman, Alex Mooney, huge shout out, who's trying to restore us back to sound money, which is what this conversation got. This is where all of the conspiracy theory started, was learning about sound money 10 years ago for me. When I learned about the Federal Reserve, I, I, I found this guy, Ron Paul, what an incredible soul, who was trying to fight for liberty 
for, 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 for humanity, but here in America, trying to restore back our constitutional values that made this country so great. Get the power out of D.C., out of the hidden hand, and eliminate the, the government powers, the three-letter agencies, so there's no temptation by anyone to abuse power. Return the power back to the states, back to the people, as it was initially intended upon the creation of this great country. Now, this is history that they haven't taught us, right? We're, we're, supposed to, we're the evil ones that are supposed to be repenting for sins that uh, our, our forefathers created. Even though at this point, many of us are just immigrants to America, <laughs> you know, two, three generations. We were out in a different country. Here we are, all with one same common interest, right? And that is life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, right? And for, for crying out loud, can we please have some sound money? And can we rein back in a government that is obviously completely out of control? And whether you're left, right... We go to the heart of the issue just by taking away the power. No, no, no. None of these agencies were, were created by the Constitution, were created by our founders. And although some of them you know, are critical to defense, critical to our, our monetary policy, you know, the Treasury Department is the ones that are supposed to be control of our monetary policy, but we have a group of private central bankers, the Federal Reserve, that's been running the show. That's the problem. This isn't political. None of this is political. People think I'm just some Trumpy, some just some right wing guy, a Republican. Uh, what did I hear today? The GOP culture—I I forget what they call it. I was some some liberal talking heads or whatever they are. But this is the divisiveness. And for for me, I just come from a point of listen, city slicker, liberal in the city, whatever your culture is, whatever life you're living, that's great. But the people in middle America are just some good God-fearing people, and they're not bothering anybody. And it's a completely different country out there from what you are experiencing in the city, my friend. So mind your own freaking business and get the hell out of our way. All these academic bureaucrats that are a waste of space, get the hell out of our way. We're doing just fine on our own. We have moral standards and values that uphold our society. We don't need the government to tell us to be good citizens. We are in the fight right now against very evil entities. As an American, I want to see us defeat this evil. As a, a person who's rooting for humanity and supports the human cause, I want us to defeat this evil in all of the countries. And it's sick to see how far some of them are along with the program, with the agenda, with the evil, with the destruction of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, with the destruction and abuse of human rights. That's very sad. But for me, I'm battling this right here at home, right? We're calling it out right here at home. But then we understand across the world here, we're in this crisis. We got to be prepared. doesn't matter what you believe in, where you're at. You got to have a plan right now. You got to be executing on your strategies to not only save yourself, to save your family, okay? But there's an incredible opportunity right now as well. The masses, the mainstream media, the pundits, the paid shills, the distractions have lied to you and have kept you from loading up on the suppressed assets. Thank God you've been able to connect with us here on this channel here tonight. And thank God that you guys are supporting channels like mine and others that are bringing about this new system. 
We're calling it out as it is. We're calling, we're holding these people accountable. Okay. And we, we are living it as well, building real businesses in our community, taking positions at our school council. You, you know what I'm saying? Stepping up, hopping on the county board, hop, hopping on the city council. In my area, these guys, I'm, I'm actually just going to be careful. It's sad. I'm just going to be careful. I'm just going to say it's sad. These guys haven't accomplished nothing. Nothing. I can't say too much. Oh my God. These, these guys fire me up. I'm going to say too much. But it's an absolute joke. Absolute joke. And see, we have doofus morons on the small level, on the city council, on the county council. Your, your governor that's a doofus moron and has completely sold you out to the California communist agenda. Right? Some of them are just dumb, stupid, and going along. At the very top, though, this is where we understand that we're up against evil. And this is why we have to be so vigilant. We have to have such a serious strategy. This isn't a game. And whether Elon, XRP, whatever the, the topic's going to be tonight, whatever the new actor step, Trump's going to come back. We've been talking about it forever. It's, it's already set. I would bet everything I have on Trump coming back. The, com the country would have to cease to exist for him not to come back. But nonetheless, we're not waiting for Daddy Trump to save us. We're not waiting for Elon to save us. We've made our prepping and essentials. We have started our side hustle. We're running our businesses. And we're figuring out how to stack up as much cash as possible. We're taking that money and we are investing in the assets that we know and understand. We are not listening to paid shills. We are not listening to others. We are doing our own research, right? We understand we have suppressed assets like gold, silver, XRP, XLM, and a couple other utility cryptocurrencies. So we've stacked massive bags. If you are looking to roll over your 401k retirement account to precious metals, my people will help you at the top of my website, Precious Metals link. Link on down below in the description of all my videos, Precious Metals. Get in touch with my people. If you got a big bag, if you got a retirement account to move over to Precious Metals and you need help making that allocation, please get in touch with my people. Other than that, you already know the program. You already know the deal. A fat bag of XRP for myself and a fat bag of XLM. Okay. I hold a few other cryptocurrencies and then silver is my next big position. Other than that, I'm saving up and I'm stocking up cash so that we can go on the offensive. I just finished my third installment of my business development program. Really looking forward to dropping all this value and content for the community. We talked about in this session, growing your business, internal growth versus external growth. There's two paths you can take for me. Not only with the way that I operate my business, but the way that I do investing, I want to, generally speaking, be doing the opposite of the crowd. So in the business development program today, what I was talking about is it was easy to grow during cheap debt. Cheap debt era, the Fed pumping everything up, the everything bubble, it was fun to participate. Everyone got a participation trophy and everyone was having a great time, right? The Fed popped that bubble. Now we get to see who the real business owners, entrepreneurs, who really has a real business, okay? Because the cheap debt era is over. They raised interest rates. They rug pulled us, right? 
But when everyone else was rapidly growing too quickly, I stayed back and I was growing sustainably, literally, right? But when I had chances for external growth, that's when I hopped on it. That's when I knew I could handle it, when I knew I could manage it, and when I knew it would be sustainable, that's when I swooped up external deals. That's when we experienced quantum growth, rapid growth, not one plus one equals two, one times 10 equals 10, 10 times 10 equals a hundred type of growth, right? And so now the situation's flipped, Federal Reserve rug pulled us, and all these guys, the emperor has no clothes, but all the doofus morons obviously are running around like chickens with their head cut off because they don't have a real business. You guys are seeing it with the shills in cryptocurrency. A lot of these guys, right, never had a real business. They were just shilling shit, right? Same thing in so many other sectors, okay? But this is an opportunity for us because we are prepared to do the opposite of the crowd right now. When it comes to investing, the market's bear market, it's bleeding out, there's blood in the streets, everyone's scared, we're loading up. When it comes to business, these guys are turning the key. These guys are getting their, their margin called on their trading and they're getting their debt called on their loans and the adjustable rates, now they can't afford the new debt. They can't continue growing. So that's a problem for them and we're ready to bring that solution for them. And this allows us to move in, make mergers, acquisitions, and strategic partnerships. I talk about it all in my third development here, thir third uh, webinar in my business development program. The program has about four main episodes, so I got one more to go, and then we're gonna be dropping the full program for you guys. You'll be able to buy it in a four package, four episode bundle, and it's gonna be a very simple business development program, and then we're just gonna continue adding on from there. I already have, I think, another 10 additional webinars that I want to put on, but the main four is what I want to get released, but I am releasing that to my discord as we go. So if you guys are looking to get access to that, I'm going to be dropping that tomorrow for the discord group exclusively. Uh, that is going to be the third installment of the business development program, but that's going to be the links down below Patreon, Zach Rector, you sign up for the Patreon, get access to the discord. And uh, we're really looking forward to bringing this value to the community, helping people start their side hustle, start start their real business or grow their existing business. And in this session, it was just so important to talk about the different ways to grow when the proper time to grow is, right? And then being in this position right now, cash heavy, ready to go buy discounted assets is a fantastic place to be. It's an absolute blessing. I'm so thankful we're about to smash through 50,000. We're so close. We might break 50,000 by tomorrow on the YouTube platform. And uh, I was actually just tallying up. I got over 356,000 between YouTube, TikTok, and Twitter at this point. So what a journey it's been, guys. Two years in this hustle, and we're just getting started. I just want to say thank you so much. I have so much appreciation for everyone in this community. And uh, I am definitely going to be dropping some content tomorrow as well. But uh, thank you so much for joining me. God bless you guys. Everything's down at the website down below. I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Greatest Transfer of Wealth with your host, Zach Rector. Please remember to follow us over on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Rumble. To get in touch, please just head on over to ZachRector.com. You can check out all of our affiliate links and get access to our exclusive Discord community over at the website. We appreciate all of you for tuning in, and all that we ask is that you share this message with other like-minded individuals. If you appreciate the show, feel free to go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We will see you in the next one. Take care, and God bless.